Hey guys, welcome to the Bag the Boardcast, episode number 495. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out October 12th, 2022. We follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, we're going to be taking a look at some of our favorite fake sports teams from all around pop culture. Mm. This was supposed to be the uh, football season tie-in episode because Paul's a sports guy, and I was like, this would be fun for him. Yeah. I saw, I saw Paul, did you know football tie-in. season started up Started? Again? Yeah, it started up it's five weeks ago by the time this episode posts. Yeah. We're in week five. Woo! Yeah. Uh, John had to postpone several episodes because he was very sick. Uh, and you might hear me cough on this podcast because it turns out that uh, oatmeal cookies and beer uh, make me a little make me a little phlegmy and have to cough. Well, maybe uh, stay away from that combination for uh, after maybe the first one. I don't know how many of these we planned on doing. I did put three of these into the uh, freezer, but this is something we talked about on the last episode. So, John, do you want to set up what we're about to do? Uh, so, yeah, we were talking about, like, Little Debbie treats, and I said that I love the oatmeal cream pies, but mm-hmm. a great thing to do with them is pop them in the freezer and have them uh, frozen. So, I will say... Uh, they defrost quick. Yeah, this this is already, like, back to normal. Like, it feels, like, a little bit cold, but this has been in my freezer since I went shopping, I think, a day or two after we had that initial discussion. Uh, but, yeah, they, they fall out real quick. Yeah, I, I'm surprised how thick quick... Like... I would want to put freeze them, so I put them in my lunch pail, so they'd be a little cold. But no, it's that's not going to stay chilled. You got to eat it right so, away. Yeah, not going to stay chilled. Um, so we're we're doing like a side by side taste test. So this is just like the actual little Debbie oatmeal cream cookie. Like yeah. you, you all got the same ones. You didn't go yeah. for like the I, I got the small Annie cream and oatmeal cookie. Nope, nope. Okay, I didn't know that's that was a thing. I'm just. You know, just to keep everything consistent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of the frosting cream up front, and then the oatmeal is more of an aftertaste. Yeah. It's a texture thing, an aftertaste more than an actual full flavor. Now, if I pulled it apart, I'm sure I could get just oatmeal cookie. But see, mine mine is a lot more oatmeal-y, but mine's a lot more frozen than I think your guys. Mm-hmm. Paul, you you said yours has been out for like an hour. Yeah, Chris is like a half right hour. <clears throat> yeah, and um, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, they're they're it's, delicious. I do enjoy these. It's it's not top tier for me for in the little Debbie snack. I like the the peanut butter wafer thing mm-hmm. covered in yeah. chocolate. I think that's that's top tier. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the the zebra zebra, zebra cakes. Yep, like and the white also, ones with the mm-hmm. and any of the holiday variations that come out. Uh, the strawberry shortcake rolls. Hmm. Don't know. Those are mid tier for me. I find those mid. I, I, those are a lot. Um, <clears throat> like even the zebra rolls to me are like st- uh, too sweet. And I know I just mm-hmm. ate that or oatmeal thing and said it's one of my favorites. But the other like cakes with the creams and stuff, I've mm-hmm. always I've I, I've never been a huge fan of those. Oh, uh, I have to say that Star Crunch also top tier for me. Yeah, the Star Crunch are pretty good. I don't think I've had Absolutely. one of those recently, so I don't remember. What They're the Rice Krispies covered in chocolate okay. and ca- 
caramel. Yeah, so it's like and like a cookie too, right? It's no, it's that's that's it. It's like a harder, it's a harder caramel kind of thing, and it's just the Rice Krispies kind of holding it all together, and it's all covered in chocolate. It's really good. But second half of this though is how it pairs with the beer that we're drinking, Uh, and I'm starting off. Maybe I'll have more. Um, I had a little bit of a stomach bug today, so I'm trying to take it a little bit easier. Uh, but I'm going with New Holland Brewing's Dragon's Milk Reserve. This is a rye barrel aged stout with cinnamon, toasted chilies, and vanilla extract. 11.8%. Um, so if I don't have any more, it's because this one's probably going to be more than enough. Um, but these just go great together just because of the vanilla, the cinnamon. It's just one of those tastes that just complements itself. Like, Kind of a, I'm okay with it. Like it just, there's no like, oh wow, so flavorful because it's the Starburst sandwich from uh, Parks and Rec, where like the Skittles really bring out the similar taste in the Starburst. John, what are you, what are you comparing? Uh, I'm having the pumpkin spice whale from Community Beer Works, and this is a really nice spiced pumpkin beer. Uh, it's a little thin-bodied, but it's a brown ale, so I wouldn't expect it to be real heavy of a body. Um, and it paired great with the oatmeal. Like, it, meant, it was meant to be. See, I went uh, a little, I guess a little different. I went with the Yingling Black and Tan, because uh, it's a porter and premium beer uh, brewed by America's oldest brewery. Uh, I think this is like 4%. But, you know, it, it's a really budget beer for a really budget dessert. And I was, like, hoping that, you know, with the oatmeal and the cookie, that maybe it'll, like, lively, you know, make make the beer seem richer and fuller than it is. Not that I don't like Yingling Black and Tan. I do enjoy it as a budget beer. Um, I found the Saranac from the Saranac pack that I had last time. They had a basic black and tan kind of beer in it, their black beer or whatever they call black, it, that black lager. Black bear. Yeah, and it was just like, it It wasn't that great, it wasn't full, it wasn't that rich. I'm like, I'm better off just drinking a yingling black and tan. I, I still hold to that now that I've, because it's been years since I had a yingling black and tan, I thought maybe uh, I wasn't misremembering. But uh, yeah, the oatmeal cookie really doesn't add much to the, uh, to the drinking experience of the yingling black and tan. Nor does the eating of the cookie add to, you know, or vice versa, I should say. It's okay. I don't don't think think the other two beers I have in the fridge will go well with them at all. But hey, at least I have cookies to eat. And you know what else? We got news to talk about. Ah. Yeah. We didn't didn't talk about news getting into the show, but that's okay. Um, Let's just start throwing it at the wall. Let's go. Yeah, I think... Mm -hmm. um, a lot of big stuff came out, and I know you guys probably aren't going to want to talk about it because I don't think you probably watched it, but we got a new trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I have been... steered clear of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's it's more of what we've seen before. Uh, a lot more focused on Namor, though. Um, I'm I'm super excited for the Namor stuff. Like, they're, they're making the wing feet work, and boy, do they work. Uh, cool. Does either of you have a story? You want to do this like round robin style? Uh, I do have a story that ties into our main topic, and I've shared it with the uh, with the group. AFC Richmond 
is a playable team in the new FIFA video game. That's right. Ted Lasso is there as a coach. All the players are there as players on that team. You can select them as your favorite team and play them in uh, the FIFA game, which makes me kind of want to pick up the FIFA game. That's fun. Uh, I mean, can you buy an older version of FIFA and then make the team? Uh, That'd be a more cost-effective way to do it. Maybe? Because I don't Is FIFA I don't that see, expensive? Well, I, it's your typical EA game, so yeah. I know the price of games is creeping up. It's like closing in on like $70 now. So, I mean, you're probably looking at paying like 60 at yeah. least. And for how much are you going to play it? Yeah, that's true. I probably won't play it that often. And, you know, but it's like one of those things. But you like, could play a whole season as uh, Ted Lasso when the se- when the game when the show premieres, you can uh, mm-hmm. play a game with every episode, and yeah, it, it would be a lot of fun. Also, you know, FIFA games they they don't stay that expensive for that long because as the season winds down, the price also comes down. So I'll probably pick it up when it's a budget title. And also, as someone that worked at GameStop for a while, that and Madden, well, at some point, like uh, NHL are very much the games that people buy, and then a week later they bring them into trade, and it's like, it's the same thing as last year. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I haven't bought a FIFA game since, like, 2004, so I'm due. just play that one. I'm just, (laughs) I'm due. I had soccer for my Sega Genesis. Uh, There you go. Don't remember the title, but... Probably probably soccer. (laughs) Just soccer, yeah, just soccer. Do you have a new story, John? Um, I very barely remember anything that happened, but we did get some Armor Wars is no longer going to be a show, but a movie? Yeah. Yeah. What? For direct to Disney Plus? No, from they haven't said, but it sounds like it's going to be like full-fledged movie, and I'm... I'm okay with it, because they also did confirm, um, we already knew Riri Williams was going to be in it, but the man's coming back, Justin Hammer. <laughs> Waited for this day, prayed for this day. I love me some happening. Sam Rockwell. Um, I'm I'm excited for this. I really love everything that they're doing on these Disney Plus shows. Uh, really enjoying She-Hulk a lot more than I thought I was going to. I'm super amped. So that was my word of the week mm. last week. Uh, for Werewolf by Night that's coming out, it's getting amazing reviews. Uh, that'll be dropping, I think, next week or by the time you listen to this this week. Seven, 17th? 13th? I could look it up. I have the wealth of human knowledge at my fingertips, but I'm choosing not to, just to, <laughs> to move it along. But I love going to the movies. And I was actually talking to someone about this just yesterday because someone I was friends with up in Michigan came down here for the week and we met up at Hollywood Studios for the day. And we were just talking about all the nerd shit that we like. And the only movies I go to now are the Marvel movies. It used to be Marvel and Disney and then whatever other big sci-fi or fantasy thing was coming out. But I've kind of become resigned to the fact that, yeah, if it's a Disney movie, it's going to be on Disney Plus in two, three months anyways. I'm a homebody. Going to the movies for Yanni and I is very expensive. It's 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm okay with waiting a little bit to see some of that stuff. But the Marvel movies, like, I I have to be there opening day, and for me, that's like an event now. And it has been since they started this whole crazy MC universe. 27 years ago. Don't remember. Almost. almost. almost 10,000 yeah. years, Gandalf. <laughs> I was there. Uh, talking about the movies, Chris, are you excited that we might maybe one day get a figment movie okay if you didn't maybe. bring this up i was gonna like kind of like go to you into it um <coughs> i am um news came out that disney is working with seth rogan's production company as well as the writers of detective pikachu which is an absolutely fantastic movie like, if you haven't seen detective pikachu it's worth picking it up on wherever you can find it like Blu-ray or DVD from Walmart, Target, five bucks. Well, I enjoy it even if I never finished a Pokemon game. I think in fact, so. I get to the cruise ship, yeah. and that's when I stop. It's got a lot it's, of heart. It's a good. It's a good move. Uh, good movie. A lot of heart. Uh, it's legit funny too. Like there's parts in it that I was laughing. I was like, I'm, I'm liking this, uh, and it looked great. Yeah, the, the Pokemon looked great in it. This, some of them are creepy, but you know. If they were real creatures, they would definitely be creepy. Uh, but yeah, all these people coming together to make a Figment movie. And if you don't know Figment, he is kind of the marquee character of Disney's Epcot, which just celebrated its 40th anniversary uh, back on October 1st. So happy 40th. Epcot, I'll be right behind you. Um, but Figment is a little purple dragon uh, born of imagination. And his ride has been in Epcot on and off over the years because it's gone through multiple iterations. Uh, love Figment, the character. I loved the Figment comic books when those were coming out, written by uh, Jim Zub from over at Marvel and Disney Comics. But that ride is not good. So if they are going to go ahead with this movie, it gives me hope that they'll be revisiting this staple attraction of Disney's Epcot Center. Uh, and updating it because it's in sore, sore need. Yeah, but there's no script yet. No script yet, but I mean they're working on it. So, you know, this will be a few years out. So it gives them plenty of time to finish up the rest of the construction that they're doing at Epcot because yeah. that that so, park is a disaster currently. So we're at the stage where they announced Guillermo del Toro is going to direct a um, haunted mansion movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're there. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, we there. are getting that haunted mansion movie. Like it's been, but it's not, but it's not Guillermo by... del Toro. But you know, things happen. We were, I went, I went Hobbit, just <laughs> because. Uh, hey, remember when he was going to do a Halo movie? I forgot yeah. about that too. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to his series that's coming out on Netflix, as well as like his stop animation Pinocchio that he's doing too. He's, <laughs> that looks really cool. It's got to be better than that Disney Plus one. I still want to watch it. I I haven't yet, but yep. I'll get to I it. I feel no need to watch it. Um, I've actually started watching the Amazon Rings of Power. Hmm. So I think I'm like four episodes into that. Uh, and those are, they're dense. Like, I'm really enjoying it. I know people have their issues with it. Something we might be talking about when we do our uh, annual look back. I think it's 
it's awesome. I thought it's. I, I, I'm I'm probably about three or four episodes in myself, and it's it's great. But yeah, they're big, big episodes. Like a lot happens, <laughs> and then I keep bringing in more people. And it's like, oh, okay, here we go. Like, but it's kind of it reminds me of Game of Thrones in that way, where you're watching this big sprawling fantasy epic, and there's going to be a lot of people coming and going through it, and you're just going to see how those stories interact. And <clears throat> that's also. Once I get caught up on Rings of Power, I'm going to be starting uh, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, mm-hmm. because I am intrigued by it. I, I I think it's a great time for streaming sci-fi and fantasy stuff. Uh, Man, there's so many shows that I haven't seen yet, but, you know, uh, eventually I'll watch them, right? Maybe eventually <laughs> you might. And... Someone you won't be seeing eventually in any of those shows and or movies is going to be James Earl Jones reprising his role as Darth Vader. Uh, announced this past week that he is retiring from the role, but don't worry. Darth Vader can still pop up and stuff because he did sign off on Lucasfilm using his vocal rights, however you want to refer to it, hmm. uh, much like they did in Obi-Wan Kenobi where... Anytime you heard Darth Vader during that, it wasn't actually James Earl Jones. It was the same kind of technology they used for Luke Skywalker in Mandalorian, where Boba, they fed Boba Fett. A, a, oh, it's Boba Fett, yeah. Uh, where they fed enough of his dialogue through like an AI that's able to replicate it in a in a way that doesn't sound too stuttery. Hmm. I've been doing that for years because it's Darth Vader too. You're You've been bred for this. It's already a little robotic. It works. Yeah, it's more machine more now than man. Exactly. Just makes sense. You guys uh, have any other stories? Because there's another kind of big one that's looming. I'm over just us. happy that James Earl Jones, you know, was able to, you know, it's not like he's not doing well. It's not like a uh, weird thing where oh, he's kind of like ran through all his money. And now he's just signing things away because you know he's just Bruce Bruce Willis thing it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Think uh, not he that he's doing disease, poorly, but he's you know he's taking he a step some, back. Yeah, he he has a medical condition where he's just trying to, you know, get get as much as money much as he could, money as he can to set set his affairs in order with his family and everything. So I'm happy that he made it of sound mind and body this decision. And yes, we still get to enjoy the character. Darth Vader, as it intends, intends to be sounded by James Earl Jones, and that he will get credit for it as the voice actor. As he should. Like, that's as, such a huge part of the franchise. Yeah. Like, and if they want to throw with James Earl Jones with special assistance by, you know, whatever technology's there underneath it, like, I, I want to mind that. But I think it's important that the original actors are credited still. Like, yeah. you know, when we had Tarkin in Rogue One, like, there was a special thanks to his state. Was he credited? Was uh, Peter... Not Peter. Uh, yeah, it's Peter Cushing. But, uh, yeah, yeah Peter I Cushing. think that was slightly different because they weren't... They didn't do the same thing for mm-hmm. his voice. They just used his... Likeness, likeness, and digitally painted him over another actor. Yeah, same thing for Princess Leia at the end Leia. of yeah. Rogue One. There too, like 
I mean, both the estates signed off on it, just, you know, to keep those characters in the story, which, say what you will about how it was executed, but I think they needed to be there for that. Yeah. I mean, since it's so entrenched in what's going to happen in episode four. The characters needed to be there, and before we would have gotten a stand-in actor to yeah. be there. And I think, like, it, and it didn't, you know, Marvel's Endgame. We had a stand-in actor to be Red Skull, and not Hugo Weaving. And it wasn't like they said it was Hugo Weaving. They just accredited. They just credited, you know, the the actor that was standing in for him. But if you're going to use a digital likeness, voice, or image. I think it's important to give. Well, you have to the credit, right? Do you have to? Yes, it's a whole new world. Well, yeah, but uh, when you do, like, it was like in, in Back to the Future when they used <laughs> um, the molds of um, Crispin Glover to make a mask for the guy who then they recast oh. as the dad. They didn't give him any credit, and he sued and won because they were using oh. his likeness in that movie. Mm. Without giving credit, okay. So you do. So there is there is precedent for things like that. And okay. I think if they did just go the straight up recasting route for Tarkin or Leia, it would have been too jarring and too different from what people know and like and expect from those characters. That I think even like an off version of them in CGI. Is still more palatable for people. Yeah. Because you know who it's supposed to be. It's not like, oh, they're stomping all over their their graves by putting someone else in the role. I, I think it's excusable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone else coming back to a role, not CG. Okay. Oh, Hugh, Jack- Hugh Jackman coming back as a... Uh, this is true. This is true. Because, <clears throat> you know, I'm trying to avoid all kind of like trailers so i'm not gonna watch a trailer but, but they were but i see the, all, uh, all the stuff so the videos the it's not trailers it's literally just uh ryan reynolds talking on his couch about how you know they, they're sorry they missed d23 <laughs> but they've been working racking their brains trying to figure out what to do for deadpool 3 and while he's talking on the couch hugh jackman like walks in the house behind him and starts to go up the stairs and ryan reynolds is like hey hugh you do you want to come back to the movie and he's like okay and that's that's the announcement. And then they did a follow up video oh. the next day, um, teasing how they're going to bring Wolverine how they're going to bring Wolverine it. back. But then there's like music playing in front of them, so you just see them going like yeah. George Michael's jitterbug, jitterbug, and they're like, Ooh, they're like miming everything. It's fun. Um, <coughs> I I like the Deadpool movies. I like Hugh Jackman in that role. You know, one more go around. Let's let's make it happen. Yeah, make it make it more fun and happy than Logan, because Logan was rough, guys. Logan was rough, but you know, I'm there's so many actors that are done with the role that wind up coming back. I mean, Harrison Ford, prime example of it, again and again, just keeps coming back for for Indiana Jones or Han Sean, Sean Connery with uh, Dragonheart. Yeah, double, 007. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like Sean Connery's going to be in a 007 movie. Well, no, he's dead, but he came back for oh, uh, his likeness, baby. Ne- never, say, never say never again, right? I, I'm and from Russia person. with love. 
<coughs> I know I've man. seen maybe half of the Bond movies, and I cannot even tell you which ones I did because they all have a title like that. And I'll just kind of blur. Oh, and talking about um, Ryan Reynolds, did you guys happen to see the new Aviator Gin uh, commercial? Uh, with like the people on the tour? No, with, oh, okay. no, uh, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I did not see that one. The, uh, Fitzmagic. He's uh, he's the new spokesman for uh, Aviator Gin since he, uh, Ryan Reynolds is so uh, busy with Rexham. Interesting. I have not seen you know, that. I because, you know, he's him. busy with that kind of football. They brought in a real footballer. Ryan Fitzmagic. Fitzpatrick to... Uh, it's, it's a funny commercial. Um, because they have another commercial out where it's literally him recruiting people that are doing the tours of the aviation gin like distillery, mm. like him handing them like a broom and like a safety vest, like hey here here put this on, because you're not just seeing it, you're you're a part of it. Mm. It's a lot of fun. Don't like gin, but I like Ryan Reynolds. I like gin based drinks. I don't think I could. I would never drink, drink just gin on its own, but I would drink mm-hmm. it mixed. And I wouldn't drink them, and a martini isn't mixed enough for me. I agree. Uh, but I do enjoy a gin and tonic on a hot summer day. Mm, yeah, okay. Muddle some cucumber, but, some lime in there. Mm. I never liked gin until my wife made me a gin, or gin and tonic like that. And I was like, yeah, I could drink this. I like it. There is a drink at Halloween Horror Nights that's gin-based. And I'm okay with that one because it also has like... um. Like pineapple and lime juice in it. There's enough other stuff there that kind of covers up, like the juniper berries, whatever it is. I don't like about gin. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with that. What was the What was the drink that you made? You made a gin drink uh, that we all really liked. That was uh, an aviator. Aviator, yeah, yeah. You liked it more than the uh, than the corpse reviver. Yes, I did. Number two, corpse reviver number two. You liked the uh, Aviator a little bit more. I liked them both, but the uh, Aviator was better. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Any other news? Guys? Anything else? Uh, I do have to say the uh, the gentleman who is going to be the Kevin Feige for WB uh, ended up walking away, um, and mo- most of that was because he has his own um, production company. And Warner Brothers did not want to either allow his production company to be part of the WB movies that he'd be produ- producing on as um, mm-hmm. one of the producers or production companies with that or compensate him for walking away from his production company because he spent years building this company to get to where it was. So he wanted that to be part of it. And WB was like... No. So he said, okay, bye. I'll go do anything else. Uh, Marvel's been asking me to do a bunch of stuff, so I'm going to do that. Um, I mean, it, it makes sense. I don't I don't blame him for yeah. something you worked yeah. hard to do. Like, it, especially absolutely. when you're kind of an unknown territory with Wonder Brothers at that point, too, because they're still trying to figure things out. And with how things have been at that studio recently, like, you, you have no career path there. Like, you could work on one movie and then get shelled. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, the other rumor is, is the, there's two people who have kind of been doing it right now. It's a man and a woman. I forget who they are, uh, what their names are, but the rumor is they're just going to end up giving it to those two people. Cause they've, they're already in the position basically. Hey, 
But at the same time, great way to get that job. But at the same great time, they probably <laughs> won't be able to get anything done because the studio is just going to walk over them because they can. Because that's what's been happening already. So, what's just you know, just do the job, get your severance check, move on. <laughs> My advice to that man and woman team, because you know that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Seven checks are great. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, that's the, uh, the only <sighs> other news I think I had. There's other stuff, but I don't remember. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. Um, we're, been. We, we can't keep looking back at the news because we're looking forward to comic books that are coming out this week. Yeah, and I'm so, picking sorry, up. Sorry, John, I didn't know if you were about to like talk about something else, and I stepped over it. No, I was just going like, to say, were we going to were we going to do an, were we going to do another beer? Um, if you guys want to crack another one, you're good. I'm still like halfway through my yeah. my dragon's milk. So I, I figured you guys were both taking it a little slow because you were under the weather. So I wasn't going to push anything. I have another beer, but I can talk about it whenever. It. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, you want, uh, I want to hear about it. Okay. Well, I'm drinking an Edmund Fitzgerald Porter because what I'm looking for in a black and tan basically is delivered in this uh, porter from Great Lakes Brewing <laughs> Company, six percent alcohol by volume. Um, they have another number on the bottle, but I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, and this is a this is my favorite porter. It's it's accessible, you know, price point. It's big, smoky flavor up front. It's uh, got a smooth finish, maltiness, um, dark and rich. It's it's a wonderful porter. It's really good. It works really well with that cookie because um, you know if it's a little bitter for you, that sweetness from the cookie knocks it right out that's so a, the I, kind of flavor profile i wish i had with my dragon's milk like just something that kind of like stands out like as a counterbalance to it it's that smoky rich maltiness up front you know stands up to that overly sweet cookie but then you know that after bitter taste is knocked out from it so edmund fitzgerald i'm saying it's a great pairing for the oatmeal cookie it's a great beer just in general mm-hmm. i love it Ed fitz uh, and I am drinking from Stoneyard Brewing. Uh, this is their apple pie Kolsch. During the summer, they run a peach Kolsch that is uh, pretty nice, light, refreshing. Um, and the apple pie Kolsch is nice and light. There is a nice little apple to it. A little bit of cinnamony, kind of vanilla crusty kind of bit. Uh, it's nice. It's very light, though. To me, this is even lighter than bush apple light um but it's still good the apple's there and there's a little more spice to it that lingers on your tongue um but a a nice beer (coughs) this is gonna be my next beer cinnamon apple from big ditch oh edmund fitzgerald i probably told this story on the show before uh and we probably all talked about it do south the great cbs uh comedy drama series you guys remember the episode no, when he's on a ship, and they start playing, and he's on like Michigan, and the Ballad of Edmund Fitzgerald comes on that song, and like they're fighting with the bad guy and everything, and he's in the Brendan Fraser, right? No, is that, is nope. it, no, it's not Brendan Fraser, the actor, but what's his name? Deputy Fraser, like from Due South? I have no idea. Um, but it's, it's been like 30 years since I've watched Due South. Yeah, yeah. 
but this lives in my mind. This this whole scene, the uh, the the music from the Ballad of Edmund Fitzgerald swelling in the background. He famously does not carry a gun with him because Constable Benton Fraser, Benton Fraser, sorry, uh, does not carry a gun while he's in the United States because he you know isn't licensed to carry a gun in the United States. Uh, they cross inter- you know into Canadian waters. Somebody tosses him a gun and he grabs it, and you're like. This is the first time in like all these seasons he has a gun. And it was, and then he's, I don't know. So every time I drink it, I'm at Fitzgerald. I do know I that you've told scene. me this story <laughs> many <Yeah>. times. <laughs> There's some some scenes that I watched as a kid that just live in my mind for free. That just are always there, ready to pop up. Sure, like that stupid scene from Ducktales. When Scrooge McDuck learns that his his shipment of ice cream was eaten by a sea monster, a sea monster ate his ice cream. Uh, I have uh, from um, what is it? The Wizard California. Oh yeah, yeah. The Wizard. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Just sometimes I just say that. I said it the one time I, in the car, and like my son, Grayson's like, "What, Dad? What, California? What? What is that? Why'd you say that? What is that?" I'm like, "Listen, kid, can't tell you, but I say it." I know I've seen The Wizard, but I don't remember <laughs> any of it because I think it was on like VH1 at some point when I was younger. It just <clears throat> it didn't stick with me. The I, video game Olympics or whatever it is, and it, it's the first time the. They've ever played. Anybody's ever played? Oh, Super Mario Three. Super Mario yeah. Three, and somehow he knows where to find the warp whistle. But that also taught everybody how to get the warp whistle. The warp whistle. Yeah. I I know there's stuff he, that I probably think of. I'm just, I'm drawing a blank right now because the kid is uh, autistic. And he's really good at video games, and he's really good at video games. And the dad stays up all night to be, beat the NES version of Ninja Turtles. And we know this is a fantasy movie because nobody's been able to beat the NES version of Ninja Turtles. That game was ridiculous. I did end up buying uh, the Cowabunga Collection on Steam. Yeah, I haven't played it yet, but, you know, I had to because it comes with the two arcades. I know I have the arcade version in my arcade machine over there, but, you know, come on. Yeah, don't buy FIFA. You just bought that. But, Paul, what comic books are you buying this week? October 12th. Guys, uh, a spooky season is upon us. And uh, Archie Horror is coming out with a new book. It, I haven't seen an Archie Horror book in the longest time. But here it is, a one-shot. Yep, The Chilling Adventures of uh, Salem, number one. It's a one-shot written by, John, one of your favorites, uh, Colin Bunn. Yeah. Uh uh, and its artist is uh, Dan uh, Schulling. So it's uh, Salem being an anti-hero, seeking ve- extracting vigilante justice on people that hurt animals. Mm-hmm. So that's the story there. Interesting. I could I could see this being like maybe a story in like a Chilling Adventures collection. I don't know about a whole one shot though. But hey. About a cat. Well, I like me some yeah. cats. I think it's going to be still a 
this special one shot explores to the different side. Okay, so I was wondering if it was going to be multiple tales of Sam, you know, Salem doing this kind of maybe thing, maybe like or, an anthology of different people that yeah. he that are doing bad and he does good or vengeance. Mm-hmm. Um, they do they do bad. He does evil. Yeah. Uh, but I'm looking forward to a book from Boom Studio. Again, spooky season approaching, as Paul said. Uh, and I'm doing the book called The Approach. This is a small small airport where a storm rolls in and a plane crashes. And when uh, people go to pull the pilot out, they realize that this plane has been missing for 27 years. And uh, the plane didn't come alone, and it's kind of like a Lovecraft Cthulhu-esque, these things have come across the void, and the people that are in this small airport are going to have to fight against them. Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. I don't This sounds like a Jeff Lemire book, but it's not. It's not. So 27 years ago, I'm trying to think of uh, when that was, and that would have been, what, 95? Oh, all those people just walking through security with their shoes on still. <laughs> yeah. There was, yeah. You probably couldn't smoke on a plane at that time. I don't remember. I don't think you could. Probably not. Well, you could smoke in the bathroom, though, I think. Mm. <laughs> I have no idea. 95. I probably had been on a plane I think I might have been on like once as a kid once or twice I was probably on a plane mm-hmm. at that age yeah me too because I would have been 12 but uh, yeah because I'm old now 27 years Chris what are you looking forward to well you guys know spooky season is coming up so I'm looking what? forward to a book focusing on the devil bedazzled Mar- Mar- Marvel's daredevil um, uh. daredevil number four Written by Chip Zadarsky, art by Rafael de la Torre. Uh, Matt Murdock and Elektra are continuing building up their counter army uh, to the hand, the fist. And I've actually really been enjoying this Daredevil run. It's not hitting me with that same kind of fun that the uh, the Mark Wade run had, but this is definitely more the the, the dark, gritty, vigilante daredevil more akin to like the brian michael bendis stuff when we first kind of got back into comics but i'm i'm digging it i'm along for the ride what does iron fist say about them calling themselves the fist I don't does know. does he care well they're not they're and if not you're iron, gonna be so oh, i guess not yeah. but you know last episode or issue episode uh, last issue um they did learn that Frank Castle's actually the leader of the hand now. So my only hmm. concern is that this is going to lead into some sort of crossover event, and that will be the time that I probably drop off of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. But you never so know. So you don't want... Yeah. So is, is, is Frank going to write another war journal about this? Maybe. 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 I, I'm not introducing it. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're pausing I'm not. for. <clears throat> and I know that. And now a dramatic <laughs> reading from Sword of Azrael number one, page twenty-three, panel four. I am the angel Sariel, here to cleanse the world in blood, and each of you are sinners. Next, a lion amongst the lambs. 
<laughs> the next got me. I wasn't expecting you to do that. It's on the it's in the panel. Uh, and that the was issue. that was a dramatic reading from Sword of Ezreal, number one, page twenty three, panel four. It's in the panel. You read it. In the panel, you got to read it. <sighs> and you know what we got to do. Is get into our main topic, guys, and uh, I I didn't come up with this main topic. Uh, this was a Christmas, but I heard this. But it was. But for I heard you. this. This is all for you. It was Paul. all for me. Um, because it's all we, for you, Damien. It's all for you. We might not be big sports fans, but one thing that we do love is pop culture, and throughout the breadth of pop culture history, there have been multiple sports teams or sports stars. So. For this main topic, we're going to be talking about some of our PC Going all MVPs. the way back to Spartacus. One of the originals, you could say. Yeah. Could be. Uh, there is no format for this one. I, it's going to just be kind of like free-form discussion. We're not going to pick our favorite like hockey team, favorite... Oh. Uh, you, you, we talked about this before. Like Once you pick a sport, you can't go back to it. Like so, right. Paul. If you pick a hockey team, John and I can pick like another yeah. hockey team, but we don't have to all go like circular. Like so, if you pick basketball, oh, so we-, we don't have to all pick basketball because I'm okay, not a okay. basketball team. I do. <laughs> yes, it's the the monsters. Yeah, the monsters. Not not a bad guess, but Paul, since this this episode is <clears throat> is for you from me. Uh, what's your your first pop culture MVP team? My first, it has to be a fantasy team that was so powerful, so popular that it actually created a real team, and that is the Mighty Ducks. That uh, the Emilio Estevez uh, driven uh, vehicle, where he plays Michael Bombay, a, a, a drunk uh, a lawyer. That has to do community service, and he spends his time uh, doing that community service by coaching a peewee hockey team, uh, D5, District 5, that he then renames the Mighty Ducks, because his boss is Mr. Ducksworth, and he gets him to sponsor the the team, so he brands them the Ducks. Um, this group of lovable loser kids finds their, their way into your heart. Uh, Goldberg... The goalie, still one of my favorites. Uh, the knuckle puck, which comes out in the second movie, <laughs> when they go and get uh, inline skaters to become part of the team. A lot of fun. Uh, the triple deke move. And also the flying, the flying, v, guys. The flying v. Which, imagine my heartbreak when I learned that you couldn't actually do that in a real game of hockey. You can it's just very difficult to pull off because uh, you got to uh, you make sure you cross the blue line with, at the point. The person at the point of the flying V has to cross the blue line with the puck first. Uh, I don't think it would really work the way it does in the show, but it's also Pee Wee Hockey, so maybe the kids didn't know anybody. Well, then they just took, uh, what was it, uh, when you played on like, Sega, you used to be able to take off the... Oh, yeah, take off the offside goal. Yeah. Yeah, I hated and two that. Line passes. NHL ninety six. <laughs> also, there back then there was still a two line pass rule, so you couldn't pass it back over the red line. Um, but in D three, I think they tried the flying V, and it doesn't work because they just check them. 
you know. That's the one where they're in the Olympics? Uh, yeah, like, or the... Like the junior... No, that's number two is, is that, when they're in the junior hockey Is that the one with the cowboy kid? Iceland. That, like, lasso someone on the ice? I think so. I don't remember. I, I remember D1. I have a hard time remembering D2 and D3. I tried to watch uh, Game Changers. Yeah. You know, that was going to be my Plus. question. I watched one episode. I wasn't enthralled by it. Um, so I haven't gone back to watch any of the other ones. Uh, but, you know, the Mighty Ducks, man. 19, what was it? 1993. Uh, by the time that D2 airs, before D3 comes out, the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim are a real thing. They, uh, I think 95 is their first season. Um, Disney basically starts a team with $50 million in an agreement to build a new stadium. Uh, they only own it for, I think, eight seasons. And when they sell the team, uh, they, they, part of their whole thing is they get uh, Paul Correa, a, a big-name hockey star at the time, who ends up being in D3, which isn't a big deal because, you know, they've had big NHL stars like do cameos in the Mighty Ducks teams. Uh, movies. Am I talking too much about the Mighty Ducks right now? No, just finish it up. I, you, is, you keep okay. You keep like going off your point. <laughs> yeah, but my whole point. I want to hear what uh, happens to. So Disney had them for eight years. They, they end up selling it to uh, another group, a couple, and that's the year that they end up winning the Stanley Cup. Is like the next year. So it's like You know, it's like couldn't hold off for one more year. They probably wouldn't have done it if they had. Mm. Maybe. Maybe not. But Maybe not. Did at any point the actual team all stand on the ice, go quack, 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 quack? quack. Uh, you know it's what? Prob- I can't confirm prob- nor deny. Why yeah, didn't. so I, well, we could say they probably did. <clears throat> probably in at least a warm-up. Uh-huh. You know what? Probably, you know, as they announced the team, they probably did it. They might have. Uh, I'll look it up right now. You don't have to. Uh, Guys, go, somebody else take it over. Uh, <laughs> so another, you know, high school team. So popular that Socrates himself will shout, San Dimas football rules. <laughs> no, that's, that's not my team. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to, I wanted to say that. It's, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's a great reference. Uh, but it is going to be a football team, uh, and this is going to be the Fighting Armadillos from the movie Necessary Roughness. We have a Scott Bakula getting pulled back from the family farm to compete in college football at like forty three or something. Uh, in <laughs> Kathy Ireland's in it. Kathy Ireland. Kicking field goals, Sinbad taking the, taking showers. The ooh, man, not not ooh, not saying I use that, but you know. <laughs> <coughs> but these are like the second stringers. Uh, Sinbad comes back again as an older player. Um, Jason Bateman is in it, uh, but it's a team of uh, crazy, crazy people that shouldn't all come back together, but they do. Um, the big sumo guy who's blo- who uh, hikes the ball and blocks the quarterback. Um, the center? Yeah. F- yeah. Big football guy. 
Yeah, big, big football guy who likes the ball. The ball. Yeah, he's the center. Is it because he's right in the middle? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those movies. It's not. It's not great, but it's good, and I enjoy I, watching it whenever it's on. I actually really did enjoy this movie because it was a lot of fun, and then also Kathy Ireland. <laughs> Cat, Cat, what movie is this again? Necessary Roughness. Oh, Necessary Roughness. Cat, Cat Growls. I don't think I can do them. No, probably not. I never could, so I'm not even going to try. <clears throat> well, I can um, do it. I can't do it now. I'm, I'm coughing I, a lung yeah, up bring up here. too much phlegm. <clears throat> I forgot about this uh, movie, and I'm glad you brought it up because I w- would like to see if it's available to watch on something because I loved it. The, the Bacula's in it. What's that to like? Right? Um, that was always my selling point when I first started watching it. Uh, it's on Stars, and you can rent it on Amazon for two ninety nine. Mm. And where's Due South? Where, where can I watch Due South? You have to uh, be in Canada, <clears throat> actually. I got a VPN. I can be in Canada anytime I want on the internet. Um, uh, um, you can buy uh, DVDs online. Uh, the complete series for $100, but if you read the reviews, it doesn't have all the episodes. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Chris? Yeah. You, you, <laughs> I, I, you see, I don't want to say that you're the least sports fanny. Oh, I definitely am the us. least sports fanny. But you've... you've been keeping up with the Bills, and yeah. you've been to Sabres yeah, games. Yeah, I've, I've been to uh, Bills games. I mean, I worked at the stadium for a season. I've also just been to games on my own uh, with family. I've been to hockey games. There's, like, <clears throat> a good few seasons, like, in high school where I followed uh, hockey pretty well. Uh, I've yeah. been to a couple Buffalo Bisons games as well. Those are fun. A lot of fun. Like, you know, especially you go on, like, a fun, like, Star Wars night or, like, Monster Night or something like that. But baseball is kind of one of my sports blind spots. It's probably the sport that I pay the least amount of attention to, uh, except for this movie. And uh, the team in this movie is known as the Chicago Cubs, um, who is just not doing well at all until... They recruit a rookie who just happens to be the rookie of the year. Wait a second. Okay. So I thought we couldn't pick a real sports team. Because this is I'm, fantasy I'm, teams. I'm picking rookie of the year, Paul. Let me have okay. this. Because I want, I'll let you I have want it. to talk about this I'm movie just... where this kid breaks his arm. <clears> and after they take the cast off, they find out he can throw like the fastest fastball ever. And he actually gets recruited to... A losing sports team, which is a real sports team, the Chicago Cubs. He basically has Tommy John surgery. See, I don't. Who's Tommy John? Tommy John surgery is the like. There's a tenant that gets worn out. Is like, it your Tommy? Because you're throwing the baseball it Tommy. It's the it's the yeah. It's your Tommy. Tommy bone to the John bone. Oh yes. When you throw in a baseball, and what will what happen is they'll actually go in and like Paul's throwing his baseball. He's just chopping. He's just making. <laughs> well, I'm showing you like the tenant. But that's what. But that's yeah. basically what happened because anytime he would go to throw a ball, like his arm would, like crank back, like it would be like a rubber band. So I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I saw this movie in the theaters with my grandmother. Me too. Um, me too. You saw it with my grandmother. Yeah, <laughs> she took me. I, we weren't even friends then. She was just like, um, oh, poor little fat boy, come see a movie. 
This is very nice of her. She was very nice. Um, she probably would have. Also, did not know this until just now because I pulled it up on uh, Wikipedia. <clears throat> this movie was directed by Daniel Stern. Hmm. He was in it, too. He was. <laughs> like the crazy mm-hmm. pitching coach. Uh, that's how I found out that uh, baseballers spit a lot because he does that in the movie. Um, but yeah, this is the heyday of weird sports movies. It was like the early 90s. Um, might have some more on my list later. Who knows? But and that kid becomes uh, the guy uh, in American Pie. He's one of the guys. In he American becomes Pie. the guy yes. in American Pie. Yeah, he's the. Uh, <clears throat> I can't remember which one he is. He's the he, other guy. He's, he's like yeah. he's like the friend that brings all the other friends together. And the only reason why they <clears throat> wanted him is because of the inspirational speech he makes in Rookie of the Year. They're like, oh, we got this character that makes this big inspiring piece, you know, speech <laughs> in the middle of the movie that brings everybody back together in American Pie. Who should we get to cast it? And they said, oh, get let's get the kid from Rookie of the Year. He's of the age now that <clears throat> it makes sense. Yeah, for this character, he's also for from a kid in King Arthur's Court. He also saw that in the movie theater with my grandma. He made he made that sexy wench a BLT. Where did he find the lettuce and the tomato? Ooh, actually, the tomato is probably the bigger question. They called it. She was like, "Oh no, not the pat, not the poison fruit." And he's like, "No, tomatoes, baby." BLT. <laughs> so, Paul. This is, I'm glad they actually mentioned that they thought it was poison. So this is so, for you. That makes me happier. Do you want to go again? No, or no. Do we, let's do we circle uh, back the opposite way. Circle back around. Okay. Back around. So I will go again, and since I already picked baseball, I cannot pick angels in the outfield. <coughs> Which also, is good because it's also also saw with my grandmother, so it's also a real uh, baseball. Team. Also a real team. Um. Again, the 90s were the heyday for sports movies. And another one that absolutely elated me uh, started one of my favorite comedians at the time, Rick Moranis. And this is 1993's Little Giants. Little Giants? Um, you know, two warring coaches bringing their, their teams to the gridiron. It just so happens Rick Moranis' team the titular uh, Little Giants, is made up of the loser kids. You know, they've got fat kid, they've got wimpy, nerdy kid, they have, like, ringer kid. You know, all all the types of kids. Uh, but what, <laughs> but that, was, that was very much a 90s thing, where it's like, you yeah, yeah. have to have... Wait, where, where's, the, set. where's the straight-talking, street-wise kid? <laughs> you need him. You need your... Uh, you need him. You need him to like pull everything together. Uh, what I remember really enjoying about this movie, though, is for how little I knew about sports at the time, uh, Bruce Smith was in it. Yes. And I was really excited about that because I knew who he was. Um, but also, man, they they don't make movies like this anymore. Hey, Jim Kelly was in Necessary Roughness. Was he? Now I gotta watch I don't this. Remember movie. that? Remember they bring the prison, the prison, the prisoners to come play against them, and they beat the crap out of them. I don't. Out of Jim Kelly. Yeah, Jim Kelly. It's a they. Everybody who gets off the bus who's supposed to be a prisoner 
is a football player. Oh, is a is a famous oh, football okay. player. Okay. But yeah, Bruce Smith. He's like uh, what he, he has a line like uh, this game is like fifty uh, percent perspiration, fifty percent inspiration, and fifty percent like uh, yeah, something mental. And the people are like, "Wait, that's more." And like when they're thinking about it, that's when he hits them. <laughs> it's, it's a fun movie. Like I, it's a good movie. Yeah, I really. It came to fun. mind. Um. It came to mind good. It, it came to mind because like, I'm like, oh, what what football team should I pick? So, well, Paul, now's your now's your chance. If you have a uh, a football team you want to pick, I do. And this is a recent uh, recent pick to me. It's a Paul, movie sorry, that sorry you can't pick the XFL because no matter what you think, those are real teams. <laughs> uh, the Rock no, told I, me the hierarchy. Of televised football is about to change. You know, I was really thinking about maybe putting on something like the Mutant Football League, you know, from the video game series from Sega back in the day. That's where I was going to go for hockey. (laughs) Yeah. Great, really fun, crazy games. I have not been able to find a cartridge, and it is one of those things that when I go to a used used game store looking for Mutant Football League, I'm looking for Mutant uh, Hockey League. Can't, I just haven't been able to find them yet. Uh, but Kate and I recently seen this series of movies on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we fall in love with them. We put it on yet again today. And that's uh, the Disney Channel original movie, Zombies. I still need and to watch this. I haven't done it the yet. The football team is, of course, the Mighty Shrimp. Uh, it's like a Jackie Robinson story, except instead of, you know actual racism we're dealing with we're dealing with uh the issues of humans being prejudiced against zombies who have now been able to control their need to eat brains and actually with uh the soothing technology of uh z bands which is a wristband that uh sends the electrical pulses to them and now this kid is trying to break down barriers by joining the the high school football team to show that he can participate in normal human activities and be just as normal as you. And if he does well on the football team, maybe his his group of people, his, his other zombies will be accepted. And man, does that come w- way too close to actual racial uh, tensions here in the United States? Yes, with Jackie Robinson and, and you know, other, you know, uh, athletes where we will accept people that... Uh, even the most prejudiced people in the world will accept athletes of other races because, you know, they're good at the sports ball. It, it, it's it's sad that in 2018, when this movie, when this Disney Channel movie uh, gets made, it's still a really uh, topical thing. And it's sad that we have to use zombies to uh, even broach the subject. But it's it's good. Well, it's I think it's, it's good fun. to use zombies to approach that subject because the the zombies approach you slowly, so it's <laughs> yeah. So it's easier to you know accept yeah. that it's coming. You can see it again. I haven't seen zombies. I'm assuming they're not like slow zombies because they're just normal kids, right? Well, they would be slow, but they got the Z bands on, mm. so now they're fine. Or okay, they eat cauliflowers because they kind of look like brains. Oh, clever. 
What's the name of the team? The Shrimps? The the Mighty Shrimps. The Mighty Shrimps. Okay. So I'm writing down all these teams because eventually it's, I'm going to have to find cover art for this episode. <laughs> so It's it's a town <clears throat> that uh, is their big fans of cheerleading and have a football problem. Hmm. You know, because their football team really stinks until, you know, this a singularly gifted athlete joins the team. You know, they're kind of like the laughing stock of the league. And then all of a sudden Josh Allen uh, joins the team. I mean... Uh, Zed, who's a zombie, joins the team and they they become better and go undefeated. Spoiler alert for uh, for zombies, the Disney Channel original movie. In there, in, 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 in the, for the first year ever. Wow, good for them. Yeah, yeah the coach might be able to afford slacks. Mm. Does he walk around without pants on? No, he walk. He wears like athletic gear, athletic clothing at all times. Yeah. Maybe his ex-wife wouldn't have divorced him if he wore slacks. Maybe. These are know. these lines from the movie. Yes, okay. those are lines. I didn't know if you were just making comments about something I hadn't seen or if you were <laughs> quoting it. So I, I appreciate the uh, illumination. John. Uh, I'm picking another football team, but... Mm, oh, football team. This is football it's round. Not, uh, it's not American It's not American team. football. Mm. Oh, okay. It is uh, English football. And uh, I'm I'm taking it, Paul. Uh, but Ted Lasso and uh, yeah, I agree. AFC Richmond—that's the team—is uh, mm-hmm. one of the best shows. Uh, I love it. I've been uh, the new season is going to be starting up soon. I've been watching clips online, getting ready for it because it is such a great show, and it's one of those things like. I just, the characters, everybody, it's like what we used to say about, like, Parks and Rec, Chris, like, everybody's a good person, everybody is trying to do their best, they might not do the best thing in the moment, but they redeem themselves, and the show's got so much heart, and I watched the entire first season, and I was starting the second season, and I was like... I bet I can get Caitlin to watch this. And I mm-hmm. said, Caitlin, I think you need to watch this. She's like, I'm not watching a show about soccer. And I'm like, it's not It's not about the soccer, but it is about the soccer. But it's like Parks and Rec, like those characters. You're going to love it. And she fell in love with it just as much as I did. We caught up to the second season when the new episode's coming out. Um, we're getting all pumped for uh season three but it's just one of those great shows uh american football coach is brought to england to coach a uh soccer team has no Mm -hmm. idea how to play soccer doesn't know any of the rules but he's there because hey something to do don't don't tell me i can't do it i'm Mm -hmm. gonna find a way to do it um and uh, it's just great. It's got so much heart, and um, it's wonderful. They also like there's some of the players. They have these things called Z bands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, and they got uh, Tommy Forsythe's in their arms that they uh, chop a lot. Of. <laughs> Tommy Forsythe's, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Chris, still, if you haven't seen this, you. Really, is it, what's this one on? It's on 
app. It's on Apple TV Plus. Okay. But you can probably find it. I think so. There's a couple scenes that you should just like YouTube. Uh, I and, do have just... access to Apple TV because I have an iPhone and I oh. always get emails saying like, hey, activate your Apple TV membership, but I never have. So I think I could get like the free trial and probably watch all of it. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. And you'll, you'll, it's... you'll binge it. You, it's you really it good. It's uh, it's one. Of, it's up there. It's one of my my favorite shows. In that Christmas episode alone, yeah, that was on your list. Uh, your holiday <clears throat> holiday watch mm-hmm. list. Uh, John, yes. Once you start off this round, uh, yeah, <clears throat> I am going to go with. <coughs> well, what could ever top AFC Richmond? Like I'm. Oh, it can't. Like. I just wanted to grab it before it got stolen because I didn't think anyone was going to okay. pick this one. Because I, I was keeping that as my number one. But yeah, go I, ahead. I, I, I didn't want to lose out. I didn't want to have to come up with another one. Uh, oh, so I got to come up with this at the rule. Oh, down? I don't know. I, I didn't know what the rules yeah. were. Yeah, like once the once the team's picked, like okay, I can picked. pick another one. Uh, but I'm going to go with a baseball team. Uh, it's a real team, but the players are not. And this are is the uh, Cleveland Indians from Major hey. League. Uh, John, I, I'm just I just wonder. Uh, I'm going to ask both of you guys. Do you guys know the new Cleveland the Major League Baseball? <laughs> no, they, they are not known as the Steamers. What is the new uh, team name for the Major League Baseball in, uh, team in Cleveland? Uh, Cleveland baseball players. Well, because I know that's what Washington did. There's like Washington Football Club. Well, okay, then but I don't, you I, guys know that they're they actually have a new name this season. I, they're no longer the Washington. Football I don't know. Okay, what are they? and so you guys, I know we've talked about the Cleveland team's name on the show. We're just staring at you, Paul. You got nothing. Okay, okay. <laughs> It's the Cleveland Guardians. You didn't see us oh, okay. jumping up there to be like, hey, this is the name, right? No, I thought you guys were just kind of pulling. <coughs> I don't know when you guys are just pulling my leg. No, I, I really or, don't know. Or, and just, you know, like going for a bit. The Guardian sounds like a uh, XFL team since we're talking about the fake sports. But uh, because we talked about it because uh, um, James Gunn said, hey, like I'll use all my pull. So you guys can have Groot as your mascot, <laughs> like because people were giving so much shit to like leaving Guardians, and he's like, no, you know, maybe we shouldn't be the Indians anymore. Like James Gunn says, like if I can work it out, he would. I don't know if that ever came to fruition. Probably, and the Washington football team is now known as the uh, Washington Commanders. Yeah. Uh, did either of you ever watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? No. No. Oh, so one of the uh, the through lines on that show is uh, one of the characters is like dating someone whose family owns the Washington Redskins, and she gets them to change their name because she points out to them that they can sell more merchandise because people will burn it if they change their name to something that's going to upset more people. So they actually changed the name of the football team to the Washington Gun Takers. Uh, it's 
it's a fun show. You guys should watch it. That was almost one of my teams, uh, but it wasn't. Paul, I think you go next. <clears throat> well, no, John didn't even get to talk oh, about his, did. No. his okay. Cleveland Indians and uh, hey, the, the Wild Thing, the Wild Thing, Ricky Vaughn, uh, the Wild Thing. Tom Berger is the older statesman of the club with the bad knees, but he's the catcher. Uh, Corbin Bear- Burnson is Richard Dorn, the prick. Uh, and then uh, Wesley Snipes is Willie Mae Hayes. Uh, it's one of those fun things, like, in my house, we didn't grow up watching sports. My dad really didn't care. I didn't really care. Uh, but this is, like, through movies is how I know almost anything about sports that I know. And this is the movie that told showed me uh, what baseball is. And then I saw... Uh, the natural? No, what's uh, rookie oh, of the year. Rookie of the year. Um, but yeah, no, it's just one of those fun movies. Again, a, t- a team of uh, underdogs and, and crazy people, and how are they all going to come together to win? Uh, and they do. All right. Hey, he's a great so- pitcher. He just needs glasses, guys. <laughs> those are cool glasses, though. Like those are like classy, kind of like the black frames with the skulls on like it, the, the skull like, and crossbones. Hmm. Uh, all right, so I've already done my two favorite sports: hockey and American football. John, you took my third, which was going to be AFC Richmond. So I'm going to have to go with a team that. I don't know if they were ever technically a team, but they did challenge or were challenged by the uh, Little League teams uh, in their own town. And that's the Sandlot Kids. Oh, good one. For the movie The Sandlot. I'm not going to watch any baseball movie. Like, I'll go to a minor league uh, Buffalo Bisons game, but I don't think I could sit through an actual baseball game. Like, I watch as we, you know... Because the the Red Sox, you know, hadn't won in so many years. Like, when they finally won the World Series. Like, I turned that on because it was kind of an event. But it was kind of on in the background, even though it was such a historical event at that time. Like, it was, I was just, like, not that interested. I, I still couldn't get drawn into it. With all that height and drama and everything. But man, The Sandlot is just one of those perfect summertime movies. And Heroes get remembered. Legends never die. Babe Ruth shows up in a dream sequence. Uh, Benny the Jet. Like, is there a better kid in all of kid movies? I don't think so. Than Rookie Benny the, the Jet? Kid. He seems. <laughs> <laughs> Does he. Well, okay, maybe. Maybe I don't know, but Benny like, sees the kid, kid that doesn't know how to play baseball, and he like takes him under the wing. And is so nice to him, and gets him involved in <coughs> with the rest of the kids it in their little town. Oh, that I never He's had like, hey, that summer. Like, you need a baseball glove? Keep it. I already have a baseball glove. Hey, don't wear that hat. Here, take this hat. It's better. Like. He's like, hey, just, I know you can be cool. I'm going to help you. I know you can be cool. Your dad's Dennis Leary. (laughs) Uh, I've forever been chasing that summertime street party 
that everyone just like hangs out on the street with like their picnic tables like on Fourth of July. Oh my gosh, yeah. like that would that would be amazing. No, this is a, you, a great pick. And like this movie's kind of had, you like, want me to try to put that together for you up here, Chris? No, like I got a dead end street. Like I could probably no, like just I don't I don't know any neighbors' house. I don't know any of the people that you live around and I don't care to Me either. <laughs> Chris, I don't know any of them either. You'll be like, oh, that, that weird kid down the street's trying to get everybody to bring their picnic tables out to the boulevard. I'm like 40 years old. I'm no longer that kid. Uh, you can still be the weird kid. I'm just that weird old guy. Uh, this movie's actually had like a big resurgence lately, and I I don't know if it's... People are now at the age that they can look back on that stuff, and they realize that there's other people out there that like it too, because there's like t-shirts and stuff everywhere. Like You can go to Target... Wow. And they have, uh, like... Forever. <laughs> Forever. How can I have any s'more? I haven't had anything yet. You're killing me, Smalls. You know, it's, it's so quotable. It's so much fun. There's a lot more screaming than actual baseball in this movie, I will say. Uh, Kid and I, like, we were talking, you know, because once a year, at least once a year, we try to get, you know, the projector outside and watch one movie outside during the summer. And I'm like, well, Sandlot's a perfect movie for that. And it is. Like, we put it on and we're like, yeah, this is the movie to watch outside. And you're like, you're summer. yelling over the neighbors, hey, hey, guys, come up. Blinks is about to be come like on. a sexual predator. Like, <laughs> get some picnic tables. Let's 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 get some sparklers out. And, and somebody makes some, uh, I need some, some yeah, jello I mold. Say, I need a jello mold full of fruit. I do like a like. <laughs> A jello mold with fruit or like an ambrosia salad. Oh. Yeah. Gimme. Don't worry, it's the vegan kind of jello. So everybody can eat it. Is there it's vegan fine. jello? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that uh, jello's not halal. So most of the people in my neighborhood wouldn't be able to eat it. I had a lady ask me it's if I could help her find. Uh. D- <laughs> Uh, what a uh, lactose-free yogurt, and I was like, I don't know, babe. I think you need the curds and whey there with the the lactose to make that uh, yogurt. Elmer's glue. I'll <laughs> school supplies. You know what? Not a bad, not a bad substitute. Delicious either way. Uh, let me see, Paul. You've gone three times. John, you've gone three. I will go next. Yep. Um, and last. And last, we're not going to do any more? What? Three? Okay, we'll do I three, think... and then we'll do like a random one-off. Not a real sport, if you have anything you can bring in. Okay. Um, for me, I guess I have to bring... What have I done? I've done baseball, I've done football. Uh, i I got to go basketball. Um, with okay. one of my favorite teams. Some of the only like team wear that I actually own right now. East High Wildcats. That's right. We're going to High School Musical. Well, Paul's, Paul's laughing. At- that's a real. That's a real sport, though. Yeah, but East okay. East High Wildcats. We're talking about Troy Bolton. Talking about. I was really thinking Chad Danforth. Man, we're, we're all in it. You could say we're all in it together. Are you all in it together? Um, we talked about it before on the really? show. I absolutely love High School Musical. You can't see it because. Yanni has her laundry on the rack, but I do have a foam high school musical, like, paw hand um, hanging up on my wall. There's just something about these movies, much like 
you with zombies. Like, they're just fun. They're not good. I recognize that. I realize that. But something about High School Musical just hits right. And I don't understand why kids in that school have to devote themselves to one thing. Why does it have to just be basketball? Why can't you also be a theater kid? Why can't you also play the cello? Why can't you be you like a stick math to the status quo? No, no, no. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Um, they're, they're my pick because you follow this team all throughout their three years of school. Uh, and nothing's going to stop them. They're just, they're just knocking it out the park. Is there a tip uh, that they give you for playing basketball better? There is. Should I not be afraid of something? There actually is. Um, the, the biggest takeaway I would say would just be uh, get your head in the game. Oh, get your head in the game. Get your, okay. get your, get and your, don't be afraid to shoot the outside Yeah, you got to shoot the outside J. It's almost like a Mando. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Man, I really wish there was a, like... A disc golf like thing, but there isn't. There's Fierce, the Paige Pierce documentary that nobody's going to ever watch. That's okay. And uh, so I was actually going to pick uh, the Mighty Ducks, Paul. Mm. But I was going to go after you picked the movie one because I was going to pick the Disney Afternoon cartoon (laughs) one with the alien ducks that came from Puck Mm -hmm. World. To fight uh, dragons. I didn't. I played it a little bit more serious. Um, but nice, nice. do you guys have, like, fake sports or other kind of, like, one-off things? Uh, yeah, I have The Arena, another movie from uh, the 80s. But this is a human becomes an unlikely rising star in the biggest fighting tournament tournament in the galaxy that's dominated by aliens. You're talking about Mortal Kombat. No. <laughs> no, because this is a guy that fights aliens. He fights like a grasshopper creature. Yeah. He fights uh, the big guy he's got to fight is like, he looks kind of like a bull, but he's got all this cyborg A, a stuff guy with on like, him. Four, yeah, he's got, there's a cyborg. There's a guy with like a scorpion thing, powers, and there's a guy like with four no. arms. That's Mortal no, Kombat. Technically, Outworld's another dimension, so, I mean, it's... <laughs> not aliens. Not aliens. Not aliens. Oh, okay. There's, like, a rat man. This. I've never even heard of this It used before. to play all the time when I was a kid, and it's bad, and I loved it. Kind of kind of like Running Man? Yeah. I, That's a good pick, because it's, it's a sport that people would watch. I, I don't know if I could actually watch it, but that movie's just... Amazing, and did they try to remake that? But it was terrible. Or am I thinking about something different? Oh man, did they? Did they rename it? I might be thinking about like rollerball or something. Um, but for me, my fake sport, or you know, a random one-off sport, is actually going to be uh, basketball. <laughs> Because I really enjoyed this movie. I was never a huge South Park fan, but basketball just, it hit me in the right way. And it's probably because the soundtrack for it's a lot of, like, that mid-90s ska music. Like, Real Big Fish is, like, the house band in that movie. Like, they actually appear playing at one of the games. Um, I, I love that movie. And I also love the fact that it's a sport that I could probably play. 
do well at and have fun with, which I think is like that, like the trifecta. Um, this is mostly just like dodgeball. Paul, you, do you have something? I'm trying to. What was that show? We talked about it on the. Oh yeah, uh, you brought it up forever ago. The PBS, your, your martial the PBS mar- martial arts <laughs> show. Like the Legends of Martial Arts or something. Oh or gosh! Like I, something I of made, martial arts. Oh god, I can't remember because I made the uh, episode artwork for <laughs> that episode, that show. WMAC show. Masters. WMAC Masters. <laughs> <laughs> what? That was oh. Man, what a show. Like, I don't... It was, like, on my local Fox station growing up. It had two seasons. Uh, I'm just looking on the uh, Wikipedia now. It's, like, there was Tsunami. It was it was brought to us by Summit Media, the same people that brought us, like, X-Men. Wow. Right? Like, uh, four kids in Summit Media. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of the other yeah. ones I was thinking about was... The soccer team so from the Big Green, because much like everything else in the nineties, they had your like your awkward kid, your fat kid. Yeah, and that was your your, your ringer. They kid. were just like, like uh, I get it's the fat kid from Sandlot. People seem to like him. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I couldn't actually put that on my list because I don't remember anything else about that movie. I'm really surprised you didn't do any. You you love Space Jam. I do, but it, it came down to either picking like the the Toon Squad or East High Wildcats. So, I mean, lines were drawn. I had had to pick it. Um, if we went deeper in on this, I I already had like a bunch of stuff picked out. Like favorite golfer, Happy Gilmore. Like, yeah, mm. could also go uh, um, any of the American Gladiators. Oh yeah, American Gladiators! What a great they that was a great show. They brought that back in like the early two thousands, and I was so excited for it because I just I loved the original one so much. And the newer one had a little bit of that cheesiness, but it was leaning too hard into the like, no, we're we're doing this for real. I have so many Nerf guns that I've always wanted to just like make that like little section where. You know, you have the targets, and you'd be blasting down at the person, and then the other, you know, going through that obstacle course and like shooting. The and then you get up to the end, and you're throwing like the tennis balls at. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that the gauntlet? No. Yeah, I, yeah I don't know what it was called because I think the I, I'm not sure what the end course was called. The eliminator. That might have been. Oh, that was the eliminator. Maybe that was gauntlet. Yeah, and you know the stupid like inflatable ball that you're in the hamster ball. You know. And he had it land was, in the little. Yeah, it's fun. Oh gosh, I'm. That was that was uh, that stuff was I think fun. that was Powerball. I um. No, Powerball was with the ball. Oh, it might have been Powerball. What was the one where it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't matter? He had the. No, it, it, the, this is the most important thing we've ever talked about. It took us 495 <laughs> episodes to get here, but we did it. You know the the buckets of like Nerf balls that you had to run to and then like get into the other like into the goals, but you could be. The gladiators were trying to tackle you and keep you away. Yeah, you get by him. Oh, Wasn't I'm sorry. Powerball? Um, it was called assault when you would have to like assault. go from like station yeah. to station. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you got tagged by one of the Nerf balls, and you had that cool right. obstacle course. It was fun. I saw that. I did, we went to a, a live thing, but it was just like a. Tra- it wasn't actually mm. the show. 
it was like a traveling thing where it was just a bunch of people doing a bunch of goofy stunts and shooting balls at people. It wasn't as good. It, it wasn't. Sounds it wasn't great. as good. I was ve- so- as a little kid. I was disappointed. It's like this isn't the fucking show. Hmm. That, that sounds like what I want my 40th birthday party to be. Yeah. So you know, get ready. Hey man, <laughs> are you? We can have a giant knockdown, drag out, uh, nerf, nerf, nerf gun fight. W. There we go. Uh, there were a lot no, no, more no. American Gladiators than I remembered. Some of them only on for like, a episode, couple episodes, but yeah, because all their hearts would just explode from the amount of steroids they were taking. Well, so. how's your uh, beer? Mm. It's light. It's nice. It's big ditch. It's cinnamon apple amber ale, and this has got a nice appley finish. Not a big cinnamon flavor, you know, just a little bit of that cin- cinnamon tingle on the back end. Um, like Dark of the Moon. What are the best? Cinnamon, as cinnamon beers get. Um, this is definitely apple forward, a little bit of cinnamon after. Uh, I do enjoy, I think this is a more a tour <laughs> apple beer than a bush apple. Because that bush apple is definitely a Jolly Rancher. I, yeah. I don't get apple. that. Is it enjoyable? I've never sure. thought that beer is overly sweet. But, but. I don't think it's sweet, but it's that fakey apple. It's that Jolly Rancher flavor apple without that sugar intensity. Uh, whereas this is just a nice kind of a crispy, kind of like um, full mouth apple flavor. Not, It's not like... You know, like when you drink a Riesling, to be really pretentious. How? Yes, I I do. I, don't, Paul, sorry. I do. That, I, that I am not a wine apple person. like that crisp yeah. apple tartness. This isn't a tart apple. This is like a, a crisp apple that's missing the sweetness, but it's not tart, overly tart either. It's it's a, a refreshing apple. Yeah. And if you find this podcast refreshing, uh, rate and review us. It helps other people find it. We like seeing those. It makes us happy. Uh, why don't you want us to be happy? I don't get it. Well, because they listened to the podcast and they heard my voice. Yeah, but that's Paul. Not us. But thank you for listening. I'm, I'm falling down an American Gladiator's hole right now, and I'm loving it. Ha, 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 ha.